yesterday whoa <laughs> <laughs> perfect Is he... I can say that. Okay. uh well welcome that's a great introduction welcome to tom and jack having the crack every week we sit down with some comics have some crack or some cock uh <laughs> depending on what sort of mood or teacups strikers uh <laughs> this this week we're joined by neve maroney and ramarangi hi guys how you doing, guys? Pretty good. <laughs> I think we should address that we're all in the same city. Yeah. Well, I'm not. So Most uh, of us. Yeah, I'm not. Are we all in the same city? So you lads are in Brussels as well? We're in Antwerp. We're in Antwerp. Okay. I'm yeah. in Brussels. For, for the people at home, Antwerp and Brussels are in the same city. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Antwerp people that. They will freak out. Yeah. <laughs> They're very territorial. You can you can see what you can see why they want to protect it. It's a really it's a beautiful place. <laughs> Where where's your gig in in Brussels or Antwerp? Tonight in Antwerp and tomorrow in Brussels. All oh, right. Yeah. Very good. And and Neve's Neve's on the show in Antwerp tonight. So I thought perfect St Patrick's Day show. Just a British guy and an Indian guy. And an Irish person. Yeah, and an Irish sober. Person. I'm going to be sober for the show, unfortunately. Wow. Um, yeah, but I was also playing Antwerp last night. Um, I supported Daniel Ryan Spalding in uh, Antwerp last night. So Antwerp two nights in a row is weird. Oh shit, sorry. Um, yeah, but it was really nice. So I'm looking forward to tonight as well. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I think we're pretty much sold out. So it should be really fun. Um, Sineve, I'm fascinated by why, tell us how uh, Girl from Ireland ended up in Brussels. Um, okay, well, like, can I shit on Ireland on St. Patrick's Day? Is that, like, an okay thing to do, you know? Yeah, okay, right, let's go. The bar is closing in Ireland at 1am, do you know what I mean? Um... Yeah, and just like general, like living is like insanely expensive in Ireland. Plus, I work in the arts, so I'm a theatre producer and uh, there's no work, you know, so it's like can't make money, couldn't afford rent. And then, you know, trying to have a good time is like curbed at 1am. And um, yeah, it's a shit show, like uh, going out at the weekends. I, I find it an absolute nightmare over there. So I was like, right, OK, I actually I had my first kind of like dancing until 6am experience in Poland years ago and I was like okay I've got to move to the continent um and then I started visiting and yeah finding myself at like all these fun art parties and was like yeah okay I gotta I gotta live here but like you know I'm still a country girl so it's still a million people which is like an okay kind of size city to live in because I went from like super rural Ireland to Brussels so it was a mad culture shock. Uh, <laughs> it's like apartment living. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then um, also like just it's so dirty here. It's just like so dirty. The city is just so dirty. Um, I was like, OK, right, I'm going to move back to Ireland. And then I was like, oh, no, no, it's like kind of shy crack there. So, yeah, I hope I haven't offended anybody there. But um, 
I think it's the perfect message on St. Patrick's Day. Also, you managed to avoid all Irish stereotypes by saying, I moved somewhere because I couldn't get a drink late enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you, you might just skirt. I'm such a stereotype, guys. You know, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> which, which, which part of the country in Ireland are you from? Kilkenny. Oh, right, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because Jack's from, um, Jack's from Longford. 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 You're from Longford. And yeah, do you there, 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 not have, there not enough pub lock-ins in Kilkenny. Yeah, they have lock-ins, but you're like, yeah. no DJs till seven yeah, in the morning, you know? Because um, I could see Jack's face when you're telling those stories. He was like, oh, I think you're hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> well, I, it's, it, you know, I, I, I don't know not a lot about Belgium, but I never heard of anyone going to Belgium for the crack. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you been to Belgium, Jack? No, I drove through it once on the way to Amsterdam. <laughs> of course you did. I stopped off. I stopped off in a petrol station to get some of the chocolate waffles, which were actually quite nice now, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, only tourists eat the waffles. <laughs> I thought they were nice. And Antwerp, the only thing I know about Antwerp is, is in the movie Snatch, it's where the diamonds come from. Right. Hmm. And did, did you know that Diamond business in Antwerp is monopolized by Indian people. I learned the diamond business. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, there's like two Indian families that took over the business. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's, like, there's quite a lot. Isn't like quite a lot of diamond mines in India? Is that right? They're, yeah. No, not really. Yeah. No. Okay. You guys are just like you, you stole all of our jewels. We're going to take all of your jewels back now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Are those families coming to the show tonight? Yeah, they're in the. Not so many Indians. They're in the. Uh, they're in the VIP section. They're in the Diamond Platinum Club. Nice. Maybe we need to pass the hat as well. You never know what they might drop in there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's only. It's only. It's only two carrots. There you go. Flip that in. Let it between Yeah. But I, and, uh, I, how's. How is, how is Belgium? The hotel looks nice anyway. Nice oh, it's like a there. it's like a travel like traveler hotel that's for like working and stuff. You know, it's like very compact. But for some reason, but it does the job. They've gone with like a Cadbury's cream egg color scheme. Yeah, on the inside. For some reason, it's very really bright. We had we, we had a lad on the way in. Speaking of having the crack in Belgium, we had, we had a lad on the way in. I don't know what he'd been taking or what he'd been doing, but our taxi driver was driving in and he like banged our taxi. I was like, where is the, the hotel's called the prison hotel. Like, where is the prison hotel? And the guy was like, it's, it's here. You can see it. He's, right, like, he's like, oh, oh my God, thank you so much. You don't get really hung over or really like when you're coming down off something. And you're like, I can't judge my surroundings. I, just, I want my bed. I want my bed more than anything. <laughs> He had yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he had a lot of that energy. Like he was ready to like sell a kidney to to get some <laughs> shine. Oh Jesus! Can we just go back there? The prison hotel. <laughs> I realized that it's when I was prize hotel. Prize hotel. I think. I think yeah. Which I'm is? Not, I'm not made a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not. It's not called a prison hotel. No, no, no. It's the prize hotel. They didn't pay to stay in a prison. 
<laughs> I thought when you when you said it, I thought it must be like an old prison that they've done it up like you know you know the way like old schools get turned into apartment blocks. I actually thought it sounded fancy. Because this is the thing that they, they like to do in Belgium. There's a, a prison closing down in Saint Gilles, and they're like planning already on turning it into a hotel. It's like, no. well, there you go, there you go. So, so, <laughs> you're on to something there. Because <laughs> you always read that about in Holland, they're always closing down prisons, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Is that isn't that right? Isn't it? You always and and in England they just can't build enough of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. that? Are the Dutch going to prison in the UK? Is that what's happening? Like, or... no, I, th- I think, I think it's just that they, there's less and less things that they'll convict you for. Whereas in England, there's more and more things that they'll convict you for. All right. Yeah. Jesus. I actually performed in one of those prisons in the Netherlands. Yeah, they shut it down like a few years ago, and then now they made it an event space. Brilliant. But you, you can still. The hallows. <laughs> you still feel the ghosts of shower yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? It was yeah. It's like a large auditorium with like fifteen seats or twenty seats. It feels odd, but you just feel like you're, you're a little person in like this hollow space. Yeah, that feels like prison. Of course, made it very like millennial. You know, like they had all these decorations and made it cool and stuff. But yeah, but you can feel it that there was a prison here and there were some... You could feel the prison vibe. Have you ever seen the thing that it's, it's Norway that has the, the prisons that are completely counterintuitive oh, to everyone else's prisons? Yeah. But they have the lowest re-offended rates. So like they kind of teach them how to cook and how to be domesticated and everything. And I've always kind of thought it's like that puts them off committing crime because they're like, I'm not going back there. They made me cook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if we were allowed to fight, I'd go to the gym all day. Yeah, I'd commit no crimes. But I'm not going back cooking. Fuck that. <laughs> they teach you chess. No, like, why should I learn chess? They were making me iron. I had to fucking iron shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting my, yeah. I couldn't master a sous vide. I'm not going back to that. Hellhole. Uh, so, uh, Neve and Jack, have you got any St. Patrick's Day plans? He didn't do anything. Not really. I do you ever do? I never do that, Neve. Do you? Um, like, I mean, is drinking a plan? Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. But do you do anything <laughs> like, you know, it's the weekend. I'll be drinking anyway. Like, I never do anything uh, different. Right. You know, I never. Right. Uh, at different. Ugh, probably not. But just with more Irish people around me. Um. Mm. Yeah, but there's a parade tomorrow. Um, maybe uh, the two lads can go. Uh, I'll send you the the map. My friends went last year, and it was just a fellow with an ill in pipes. So <laughs> no tractors. Like, in the, do you have tractors in Kilkenny in the parade? Yeah, tra- uh, trucks with flower pots trucks on the back. And of them. Tractors and trucks and tractors and flower pots. Yeah. So think- no, uh, they got a bag of cans and they followed your man around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. That sounds like a nice plan for tomorrow. And I bought this green T-shirt. Simplicity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. So I'll be wearing green and following a bagpiper around, probably. Um, maybe. So yeah, I think that's the plan. That sounds like more. That's more than. That's more authentically Irish than most people do on St Patrick's Day. I think. Is it? Yeah. Is it? 
Oh, you, well, got kind of, you got a piper involved? The piper, mm. yeah. I think Paddy said, like, the parades in Ireland are kind of for children. And when you're a child, you go to them and it's kind of exciting. And then when you become a teenager, Paddy's Day becomes a drinking day. And I think I, I remember when I was growing up, like a, a lot of people where I grew up, the first time they'll get drunk of the Paddy's Day because the adults are all very distracted. So it's a good day to, um, and, and it's a day where you can go off with your friend, you know, oh, leave the house at 9 a.m. and you're coming back at 7 p.m. and no one bats tonight. Do you know what I mean? No one's like, where are you? You're at the parade. So you, there's, loads of, there's loads of cover if you want to go off and try to get um, drunk. That's, that, that's all you were ever looking for as a teenager, wasn't it? Like a oh, plausible, yeah, yeah. A plausible yeah. excuse. Yeah. And Paddy's Day has it all. Like, you can leave the house early, you can come back late, you can be at an event that um, there's going to be lots of people at, so there's no one to keep kind of tabs. And there's four mobile phones now, too. Um, there's so much drinking going on, and it's so busy, it's easy to be unnoticed. Mm. You know what I mean? It's easy to... I mean, you know. when, I, when I was in, when I was living in New York, the St. Patrick's Day parades there, uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. we, I, when, when you were bartending there, Jack, did you ever go to, a, did you ever see a St. Patrick's Day parade? Like we were, we were there for No, because I, I was only there during the summertime. Right. But um, everybody said, like, that's the, everyone says, yeah, Chicago, Boston, New York, like everyone says, you know, it's kind of like a Mecca for, you know, Paddy's Day. Everyone says you have to yeah. go once, you know. Yeah. It's just like, and the, the whole of like Long Island, empties with every everyone who's ever thought they might have a bit of irish ancestry just comes into the city and, which is everyone which is everyone yeah yeah, yeah. If, you, if you live on the eastern seaboard of america you've got like some link to an irish family somewhere and they just go wild this guy they just go absolutely wild Absolutely not. Yeah, there, there's there's lots of these videos now going on tiktok because of paddy said i seen one the other day that said that Ireland has six million people, but there's 32 million Irish Americans. Yeah, of course. So we're American the minority. The minority of my own people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're I just a million of us on the island. That's pretty good going. So that's six million on the island. I thought, you know, with the immigration <laughs> there might be yeah it's yeah. less we've been breeding fair play fair play yeah yeah we're breeding it up but i think it's because you've got now you've, you've got people who come to ireland as well too so yeah i think you still have net immigration yeah even though immigration grows what, what would it be gross irish versus net irish oh well then yeah, yeah gross gross irish is definitely what i encountered in in long island Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, just like, like you can't arrest him. He's got to deliver mass tomorrow. Like that, like that, like that sort of vibe. But, I'm, madam, I'm sorry, you punched a horse. Get him the sacraments. You got to get him back to the government. Get him back to Levittown by nine a.m. tomorrow. It was an English horse. It's okay. It was an English <laughs> yeah, horse. <laughs> yeah, it's a thoroughbred. Getting <laughs> whacked on the nose. Yeah. But my like my favorite ones when you'd see like someone who had no no connection to Irishness, like um be somebody who, you know, they might be like a, an Italian person or they might be like from Nicaragua or like and they would just be like, Well, I feel I feel kind of Irish today. They get on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like just, just say you like drinking. Just say just say you want to drink. <laughs> just, like that's fine. It's that's acceptable. Do you ever hear of the um 
the Emerald Isle of the Caribbean. Um, yeah, um, Montserrat. Montserrat, yeah. Mm. I really want to get my ass to Montserrat next year because, like, Belgium is just it's just lame here, you know. Um, but maybe like America's too intense. But right. in Montserrat, they have like a, a week long celebration for St Patrick's Day, and um, because yeah, um, uh, I guess when we were, I don't know the exact history of it. Maybe Jack, you know, but when when we were like basically shipped off to various you know places around the world australia was one and the caribbean was another and then the kind of there was a big irish uh, population on this one tiny island near antigua yeah i don't I, yeah i think that's just it and they they st patrick's says a bank called the the shamrock is their national symbol and they wow. they identify as uh their heritage as being irish mm-hmm. and I, I i i don't know yeah do people go there now do people from ireland go there for paddy's week I don't know. I remember just growing up, there was always this one documentary on TG Carr. Yeah, everyone knows the documentary. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like this long-haired hippie. Do you remember? Yeah, propaganda. And it worked because I want to go there. But like, yeah, this like hippie guy who went there in like the late 90s or something. And like, I think he even had, did he have like blonde dreadlocks or something? Am I mistaken that and he spoke fluent Irish and he did this documentary and ever since then I was like oh I want to go everyone wants to go yeah there probably isn't even flights from Ireland <laughs> no <laughs> but there's barely flights to the island uh, yeah you know, but, but it, I would like to go I, I got a gig out of it once because there's a, there's a, a comedian in London called Sheba Montserrat that's the name she goes by and oh. um, she booked me for a gig because of you know she has the connection to Ireland and she was telling me all about it to oh. one time you know yeah um, but it does sound like it does sound a little bit magical yeah for sure yeah yeah it's a it's a tiny volcano island we should go and do gigs there next year <laughs> yes yeah. yeah there's a gap in the market Make a little for documentary yeah, I wonder, is yeah. there any um monster <laughs> comedians we should look into that and see well, yeah. there's Sheba in London. Uh, now, I died at the gig, so she probably won't book me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I can put you in touch with her if you want to do that. <laughs> and then we can just sneak you onto the set no, list. I would, no, no, no. <laughs> what happened? Why I did you? Never, I wouldn't happened? even return to that. Huh? What happened? Why did you? Like, I was just like, if it, I was, it was a long time ago. Like, I was out of my depth. I was booked to do 15 minutes. I had seven minutes and, um, you know, it just, but it, it started well and then it just went very badly. And then I, I, it was, it was the first big death. Like there was about a hundred people as well. Like it was a huge right. room as well. And I properly, properly died. Did you do, did you do all your best seven first and then just try and hang on? No, do you know what it was? It was um, it it, it was very. I, I, I could be wrong. I I think they were quite Christian. Um, okay. It 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 was mainly. It, for, for, first of all, but I don't think this was an issue. I was the only white person there. It was in a community centre in Tottenham. Right. And it was a Black History Month special. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, but, but that actually that actually worked in my favour because. Yeah. I opened by saying that the council had sent me to teach you about black history, right? And they loved that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that was something, you know, that was that was a good gag. But it, um I I used to I used to have a, a little I have I used to have a joke that was unnecessarily crude. <laughs> and a few people had told me 
to drop it, <laughs> even in normal clubs. And I did it, and it just like it was. It was ninety percent women, like ninety percent middle-aged women who go to church. And I did a joke, yeah, and I never told that one again. What was and it? it was what was just, the joke? I, you never did a joke. Well, I, I, I do the joke. Do you know it was kind of fine? Like I did the joke about getting a prostate exam, and that was actually fine. They were fine with that. But then I used to have a topper to it where I used to say that. Um, my mother, you know, um, I was talking to my mother and I, and I asked her what did she think of my comedy and she said she just loved the joke where I got fingered in the bum. Uh, that was the line. And everyone just said it was, it was an unnecessarily crude line. Um, and, and, and I just said it and it was like, it was just, it was gone. Like they were, they were just, that was it. Hated. And the, the guys on the lineup, were they clean? Um, yeah, kind of pretty much, yeah, but no, like it was just standard comedians, it was like comedians you'd have in, in normally in other places too. I don't know, it just it the, the tone, like, like I said, like the stuff I said before, it wasn't that different, but that that line just seemed to just kill it, you know. And it, and it, it was weird too because they had a guy on drums. And when you'd land the punchline and everyone was laughing, he played drums. And I, I do remember thinking at one point this is going far too well because I did go up thinking it wasn't going to go well. And there was a, for the first five minutes or something, it was just, I was killing it. And then I just lost it, you know, but I also wasn't, um, I, I was very, I wasn't, I, I was probably less than a year doing comedy too. It was a big gig for me, 15 minutes, a hundred people. I was, I was out of my debt, like a hundred percent out of my debt, you know? What do you, what do you guys think on things like that? Do you think you should because I think you should, put, you should probably take all those opportunities and you just do them and you oh, learn from them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my attitude at the time. Like, my attitude at the time was um, I wouldn't say no to anything. Like, I'd always think that if I, I learned something from it, like, you know. But it was pretty It was pretty humiliating. Like, I remember no one could look at me when I came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. And I was meant to, I was meant to stay for a free meal after the gig and I in the middle halfway through the next person said I just I just got up and left. I didn't tell anyone, I didn't say goodbye. Yeah. And like, I was just like, fuck it, I gotta get out of here. But she was to be fair, was great about it. Like she was so nice about it, you know. And they did she she went on and like she took the piss out of me for bombing when she went on MC, which actually which actually made it less worse. Yeah, of right. course, yeah, because it's like yeah, everyone because yeah. everyone acknowledges what just happened. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not, it, yeah. It, it made it an awful lot less worse, you know. Because that's what the goes like. Go ahead, go ahead. What was so funny? Like there was, there was because we were kind of sitting at the back of the room. So there was two guys who were talking to me before the gig, you know, and and I was sort of even talking to them even just before I went and said, and when I get back, like they wouldn't even look at me. Like they were just, you could just tell they were like, oh, I don't want to have to talk to them. I don't have to talk to them. And <laughs> did you get for this? Huh? You got paid for this? Um, no, I don't think I got paid. Uh, it was like I was very new at the time. I, I, I had a video of it. I don't have the video anymore. And, and I shared the video on a friend's WhatsApp group. And I started getting individual private messages from them asking me, was I all right? <laughs> that, oh, that's how bad it looks. I have to see this now because I, I feel like. I don't know. I don't think I have it. I don't think I have the video anymore. Because I feel like with the audience as well. It's a you know nice middle aged mum crowd church going. 
you've you've like you've upset you've disappointed them. I've upset. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, this is this is like the equivalent of your mum and your aunties being like, "I thought you were a nice boy." Honestly. <laughs> now the, the the bit I always remember was the so it was mainly like middle aged women, but there was one or two daughters of middle-aged women who you could tell have been dragged out to it who didn't want to be there right maybe in their 20s right and even when I was going well the they weren't you know they weren't they weren't looking at me in a nice way right <laughs> and when it started to go bad oh my god like I <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like fold their arm and the head goes from one side oh, to the other man. side I was just like, oh Jesus Christ like it was horrific Neve, you got any? Have you got any horrendous bombing stories either in in Brussels or back in Ireland? I I bombed in Antwerp, uh, <laughs> not recently. <laughs> the guys are like, "Fuck!" Last week, not recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thomas's face is like, "Shit, what have we done?" Oh, cool, um, cool story. Great. Yes, tell that one. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it was, but it was when I was only starting to actually get funny, you know, um, and, and like that, I was, I was, it was my first gig, I think, outside of Brussels. So, and we went to um, uh, uh, Cafe Ole, and it's a, it's a popular open mic. And so, trucked up with um, another person from Brussels, had this story about like, uh a really awkward date and it just you know from the there was no punchlines sure like I had no punchlines I thought oh sure it's a funny story I I really I wasn't funny at the time you know I thought I was starting to get funny but I guess it yeah it had yet to come and it was like it was long as well it was like eight minutes you know of just dead silence and people like what the fuck is she on about and it, it was a story about like how I went on a date with this guy who was French speaking, not English speaking, and how the two of us like couldn't basically communicate. And mm. they made us play this game in the party where uh, you got tied to somebody, and I got tied to him uh, for the night, and it was just the most awkward thing. Um, yeah, so like, it was it was absolutely horrible, and um, and it was like my set was all about how like we basically went through like the intensities of a long term relationship like at this weird house party oh yeah um yeah right the concept is nice it, it wasn't it wasn't a good set and everybody just sat there like this and I was like oh man and I was so ashamed afterwards you know like because this like man knew the promoter he had like invited me up he was so excited to have me and then I just killed his night I was oh. like I'm so sorry Oh. But I, I, think that's, I think it's at least good. I think anybody bombs, if, as long as you feel appropriate afterwards. Because the worst. Oh, yeah. Is, you should take it in. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people we've probably all gigged with who that happens to them. And they're like, right. Okay, guys, where are we going to go for beers afterwards? Or like, you know, they're like, you're far too, you're like, do you don't want to curl up and die now? <laughs> Where they don't register it. Yeah, they don't I register it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. yeah do you like... tell the comic then? Like, what do you do? Do you say, like... Oh, no, jeez. No, but, like, I mean... They're going to learn it themselves. <laughs> what? They're going to learn it themselves, I think. It's better better for them to realise, I think. 
Well, I, I, I think that's kind of self, you know, self-obsessed narcissism that they don't realize that, that the people haven't enjoyed it. Because, you know, you can, even when it's going bad like that, right, you can, there might be like an uncomfortable laugh. You know what I mean? I think, I think there's some people who don't get that the energy has changed, that the, the warmth in the room has changed, all those kind of things. So I wouldn't criticise those people at all. I'd be afraid they'd murder you. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I don't want to be on their enemy list. Oh, <laughs> I completely agree. I, if anyone's not registering that like, human job. interaction, yeah, 100%. Good job. And you are handsome. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Your, your shoes look great, not stupid. Great. One hundred percent. But I think some people just do it to overcompensate. They get that that happen, and they just try to like play it so cool that hey, you know everyone that. forgets about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we, me and Jack have talked about this, Neve. I don't know if you feel or round if you feel something similar. There's bombing like where you've misjudged a joke, or you know it's a good concept, but you haven't worked on it yet. Or, like there's that kind of bomb, and then there's like a these people do not like me. I've yeah, done. Yeah, I, I've the, I've done. I've done something to make them stop liking me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've upset them. I'm upset them. Um, yeah. The guy, when I when I had that bump, the guy who went after me absolutely murdered as well. <laughs> <laughs> and and he'd admit himself like it it wasn't like comedy gold. It was he told a story about dating and going to the cinema. It was it, it, it was fairly average material, but like they loved him. They absolutely loved him, right? And he was—he was. I met him a couple of weeks later at the gig, like, and he was telling me he—he he then he was new as well, and then he had seen me do so badly, and him do so well that he got really confident, and he went back a month later to the same place and went in overconfident and absolutely died and couldn't understand what was happening. You know? So it's like, I think at the start, you, these things are always, you can't, unavoidable at the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's the funny thing as well, but you don't know, you don't really know why you've done well, particularly. You don't understand, yeah, you don't fully understand it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Neve, did you ever do stand-up in Ireland, or did you only ever do stand-up in Brussels? Um, I've done stand-up in Ireland a couple of times, yeah, but not, um, no, not, uh, like, consistently. Um, because, yeah, I don't live there um so but yeah this summer I'm I'm actually going to get uh I've got a booking in my hometown they've started a comedy show there and uh so I'm going to play that I'm uh excited about that and uh and then hopefully yeah yeah pad that out like you know but no no I haven't done very much but um yeah I would like to have you guys done stand-up I guess Jack you probably have only recently for the first time in Dublin, and I, but I'm, I'm booked for two more weekends in Dublin in the next few months. Um, did you? So did you grow up going to the Cat's Laugh and that, yeah? Yeah, we used to volunteer for the Cat Laughs, um, and so we'd get into all the gigs for free. Very brilliant. Which was pretty nice, you know. Back then it was just like a carnival. These days it's less, it's kind of whittled down to yeah, is it a lot smaller? Because I remember when I, I never went to it, but I remember in my mind thinking it's this huge festival. It's still got like such the memory of the the heyday. I think is still there, but no, it's there's very few gigs now. Um, yeah, it's not like it used to be at all. See, Smithics used to sponsor it, so they had loads and loads of that like lovely beer money. But um, all right. yeah, now that 
that stopped a good few years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. And then this theatre company took it over and then that was a bit weird. And then the town didn't know how to deal with it because they were like, why are these lads from Dublin coming down, running this thing that is kind of dead? And then, yeah. So, so yeah, it's kind of hanging in for dear life. Uh, I hope they're not listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) But but I'm by that I am available in case anyone. Yeah, I'm available and I keep applying and they keep ignoring me. So hey. <laughs> yeah, because it seems I could be wrong now too. My perception now, and I don't really know. It seems to me now that Galway is the big one now. Yeah, is it okay? There's there's one in Wicklow as well. Bray Comedy Festival is kind of taking over, and that's really looks really nice. I think it's not even around now. I don't know if you've seen that. Check it out, though, Bray. Yeah, I think it was on a month ago. Yeah, I, I did. I saw people posting about it. That one looks cool, yeah. Um, yeah, so. What about uh, Ram or um, Thomas? Have you gigged in Ireland? I've never been to Ireland, no. It's not as hot But I think you just uh, destroyed my hopes now. After the <laughs> Yeah. Ram's actually in the Cat's Laugh uh, Festival. <laughs> Are you? I'm the biggest Indian comedian coming there now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm going at the end of, um, I'm doing the same, one of those same weekends as Jack at the end of March. It's going to be my first time. Yeah. Who are you, who are you Sorry? Uh, we're doing the, the crack den. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Fun gig. Yeah, really looking forward to it. But I think because me, me and Ram have the same, I think Jack as well. I think all three of us have the same, actually all four of us have the same experience of doing, starting doing comedy in a in a foreign country. Yeah. Because me and, me and Ram started in New York and Jackie started in England as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite interesting. There's something about like being able to feel yourself more or something. Or like you, you, right. you're not as like bogged down by baggage or something. Or... Yeah. yeah, it's hard to know. You're the outsider, yeah. You're the outsider, yeah. It gives you a good you perspective. You have more things to laugh at as well. Yeah. And I think it gives you a good perspective on the culture you're in, that if you're an outsider from it. And you, you have no family. So that has no family nearby. That <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it helped me massively. Just like, not I mean, like, uh, I don't know if you mean, but I, met, I had like no, no judgment, no like, yeah, yeah. Worry about what my friend group who've known me since I was five feel about yeah. this. You can just go at it pretty pretty clean um so we just got a couple of minutes left uh neve you had i think you had like one thing you said was like an annoying annoying you at the minute and a bit you were trying oh yeah <clears throat> so yeah the the thing that's annoying me at the moment is this morning i was at house viewings and the landlord lived in every building um Whoa. yeah right <laughs> thank you that never happens <laughs> Um, and I was just like, as soon as I got there, like, I just wanted to turn around and leave. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, why is that not on the ad? You've wasted two hours of my day. So that really pissed me off. Um, also, like, rent prices are disgusting. And I have to live with my landlord? No. Um, yeah, so that's pissed me off. And then the bit, do you want me to talk about the bit? Uh Sure, yeah, we've got, we've got, we've got like two minutes. Or, or, or like, I don't know if anybody else is moving house at the moment and has the same experience as anybody. I, I, I don't know how, I mean, rent, I feel like an old guy. I mean, I'm an old guy, but like, when, when I think about what rent costs even like this five, six years ago, it's absolutely mental. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely bananas. I don't know how people do it. 
it's uh, yeah. dis- disgustings. Um, this but- place said 700 euros and uh, the, one of the walls was really moldy. It was so moldy I could smell and taste the mold. And I said to her, oh. I can smell that mold. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that'll be cleaned. I was like, it's still alive, though. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely won't as well. You are lying massively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Well, that's disgusting and uh, a fairly good peeve to have, I would say. Uh, Neve, where can people find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Big Tip Comedy. Yay. Oh, you're <laughs> the one who took it because I was going to take that and you've already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack, Jack and Ram, where can people find you guys? You go ahead, Jack. Uh, comedian.jack.hester on instagram yeah and you can find me at the ram arangi story yeah and i am i am thomas henry comedy this has been another episode of tom and jack having the crack neve ram thanks so much for joining us and uh see you at the theater tonight have a great show guys cheers guys see you later bye-bye thank you